We come to this place for magic. We come to pop pull review, to laugh, to cry, to drink. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Pop Poor Review. We make movie podcasts better. Welcome back, everyone. Have you popped open a beer or poured yourself a glass of wine yet? Because you're listening to Pop Pour Review with Jimmy Chico. Hi. Kelly Gong. Hi. And myself, Matt Chico. We are the movie podcast where we journey through the IMDb Top 250 movie list. If you don't have a drink yet, you can try today's inspired drink based off number 205, Dead Poets Society. Does anyone want to guess what today's drink is called? The Dead the Poets. The Captain. Oh, Captain. Oh. My Captain. The Captain would have been good. I'm changing it. It's called The Captain. Wait, 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 pause, pause. What was it? The Dead Poet Society. I was right. Oh, Jesus Christ, I couldn't, th- I couldn't think of anything. Uh, yeah, so uh, the drink is called The Captain. Uh, is Guinness and Champagne. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I, saw, Ew. I saw it somewhere and I was like, That sounds, that interesting. sounds so disgusting. gross. Well, I don't like Guinness and I don't like Champagne. We're trying something new. I saw it on television. It's called like I think it's called like the the red velvet or the black velvet or something. I'm like, like that. literally even trying to picture it. Did just, I taste this? Ew! No, I haven't made it, but it could be delicious. Who knows? Um, <laughs> if you like Guinness and champagne, it could be the best drink in the world. If you like neither, the worst drink in the world. <laughs> can, can, can you just DM Jason Momoa and be like, "Did you ever think about Guinness and champagne? Let me know." Why Jason Momoa? He's obsessed with Guinness. Oh, is he? It's like his favorite drink in the entire world. Oh, I was like, why, why am I <laughs> Oh, I thought it was like well-known. It's like, like well-known how much he fucking is in love with Guinness. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, I was like... Well, he, I'm a Jason Momoa lover. For what? I was like... I was like, This is what was going through my head. Because of Aquaman? Every interview he does is Guinness, 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 Guinness. I'm surprised he doesn't um, do commercials he, he, for it. I think he does. Oh, does like, he, he has a deal with Guinness, too, now. Oh. Okay, well, like I said... Today's uh, movie is number 205, The Dead Poet Society. We're traveling back to 1989. Uh, the director, Peter Ware. Who else has he directed? Don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I actually, I thought I did know this. Oh, he directed The Truman Show, I think. Double check that for me. His big movies were The Dead Poet Society, Truman Show, and Master and Commander. Wow, Truman Show and this. Interesting. And Witness. I don't know. What's Witness. With Harrison Ford. I was going to say, was that with Harrison Ford? Okay. Uh, writer Tom Shulman, starring Robin Williams, Robert Sean Leonard, Ethan Hawke, and Josh Charles. All babies back then. I was like, every time when me and Kelly were watching, I was like, is that? And she's like, yes. And I was like, <laughs> but is that? Yes. And I was like, is that? And she's like, yeah, it's that, that's it. <laughs> and Kurtwood uh, Smith. Yes, Kurtwood Smith, yeah. And and also, Ethan Hawke legit looks like Maya, Maya Hawke. Like, I, I thought she looked more like Uma Thurman until I saw... Ethan Hawke. You know, I think they look like the two of them had a child. That's what I think Maya Hawke looks like. <laughs> really? Yes. Get out of here. Um, the IMDb rating is 8.1. Comparing to Rotten Tomatoes, critics, 84%. Audiences, 92%. Didn't realize this movie was as big as it was until I read the box office. Domestic, um, 95.9 back in 1989. So it was like two, 220 million 
adjusted for inflation. Worldwide, 239 adjusted for inflation now, almost, uh, over half a billion dollars. I was like, well, that's actually pretty. Over half a bi- so 500 no. million? Yes. Okay. Um, I was just shocked. I did not expect this movie to be this big. Now, was this before or after? Um, this, this is before Goodwill Hunting. Yes. Because I literally had, no, I knew nothing about this movie. I, I asked Kelly, I was like, what is this about? And she's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, it's about a dead poet. It's, a po- it's about dead poet society. I was like, no. And I looked on IMDb and I was like, and also all you hear me say is, oh. Yeah, he, he literally asked me right before we watched it. He's like, wait, can you just like tell me what this is about? I'm like, it's a, it's literally about a group of guys talk, <laughs> reading poetry and he like reading poems and shit. And he was like, and then he's like, no. And then he was like, oh, it actually is about just a group of guys reading poems. I knew nothing about this movie before the podcast. So this was a first time. This was nothing I known. I think one of my COVID watches. Was, was it? Go- yes. Um, but I've watched, I've seen, I've watched this movie multiple times before, but mostly the third act, like to the end. Okay. Um, and it, just to prove how more popular it was. The Oscars actually recognized a popular movie back in 1989. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of movies were like the popular movies back then. You think? Yeah, because there were only like five. <laughs> what? <laughs> out of all the year that came out, all the movies that came out in one year, there was five movies. If you look at, I, I will say like if you, I looked at the nominees and everything for that oh, okay. year. My, my, okay, I, I let, me, let me rephrase what I just said. Yeah. I feel like there were less movies released in the year. And the big movies were the actual critically acclaimed movies. Does that make sense? I feel like you made it more confusing. <laughs> I feel like what he's trying to say is that, like, it wasn't a big box office year, in your opinion. Or it was. I don't know. <laughs> he's saying no because he's not sure and no. I'm not sure where he's going. Anyway. I, okay. Sorry, I, I think you were. Are you just like, trying to say, like, critical, like critically like acclaimed now, movies were the, like, those were the critically acclaimed. Yes, yes. The popular ones were yes. lined up more than now. Yes, it's not like, okay. you know, every superhero movie and then all the critically acclaimed movies make like $3. Oscars, um, it won Best Screenplay, nominated for Best Picture, nominated for Best Actor for Robin Williams. I didn't realize how many times, I didn't realize how much many Oscars he was nominated for or won. Two? What's, I, I, <laughs> well, yeah, but like, I always forget he, he was like a winner and was nominated like Oh no, time. he might have been nominated for Good um, Morning Vietnam. Yeah, I think he. I think he was. He, yeah. he was. I, I just always surprised me because I always like think of him as more like the comedies that like ne- didn't get recognized by the Oscars. I always forget he's an Oscar winner and multiple on nominee. He's uh, an excellent actor. No, he he's a fantastic actor. I always forget how good of an actor he was. Um, and then it got nominated for best director. So, as we always start, number two hundred five. <laughs> I just know where it's going. Do you think this movie should be on the top two fifty? And if you do, is 205 appropriate, Jimmy? This should be nowhere near the top <laughs> 250. I think this is one of the most overrated films I've ever seen in my life. Kelly? Absolutely not. <laughs> it should not be in the top 250. I was, I was watching this again, and I was like, why do people like this I, movie? I, You know what the thing is? is that It's boring, and I, I hate every character in this movie. The third act of Even it? Robin Williams? That was the one Robin thing I liked Williams about Robin Williams does like nothing in this film. He does like nothing. He I does disagree. like nothing. I disagree. We'll he talk does about like that later. nothing. Like we'll absolutely nothing. Like this movie, like I said, I've always watched the third act, which is the strongest act in this entire movie. Yeah. So I always had a different preconception of it. And then when I rewatched it again, I was like, oh my God, this movie, I can't. I, I, I was like, 
I can't with this movie. I was like, why do people love this movie? Why was it nominated? What am I doing <laughs> like right now? This is such a, I was just, honestly, I was like, this is such a waste of two hours. I agree with both of you. I don't think it should be on the top 250 list. Um, I also fell asleep during what I thought was a half hour. Ended up being really like an hour. We watched it, missed nothing. Kelly was right. <laughs> but you're right. I, I didn't realize how many Oscars, I didn't realize how popular it was and how many Oscars it got. I was like, oh, I can see Robin Williams getting an Oscar nomination if I look. I can probably see that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, it didn't get Best Picture though, probably. And I looked and I was like, how? What? I was like, it's it's so boring. I'm not really sure what resonated with this movie. I well, I I do. I think I I think I know why, but I want to talk about it after Shotgun Facts. Oh no, after a couple things, Jimmy, please inform us of actually what Dead Poet Society is. Painfully shy, Todd Anderson has been sent to the school where his popular older brother was valedictorian. His roommate, Neil Perry, although exceedingly bright and popular, is very much under the thumb of his overbearing father. The two, along with their other friends, meet Professor Keating, their new English teacher, who tells them of the Dead Poets Society and encourages them to go against the status quo. Each does so in his own way and has changed for life. Change for the better. Uh, imagine they started singing. <laughs> They're all holding it. I have been changed. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, I, that's I, the only I, thing I, I heard. I would have. I, no, I, I heard the this. only thing I thought when you no said joke, that. No joke. I heard the same thing and I was like, my life has been changed for. And I was like, and then you sang it. And I, oh, I was thought like, you didn't hear that because you looked at me very weird. I, was I like, looked at you because I was just like. Did he read my mind? I was like, that's the exact thing that was going through my head. And then I was also like, damn, I would have turned the movie off immediately. I literally am reading like what was nominated that year. It's so weird. When it won best screenplay and it is not the best screenplay. What was there? Driving Miss Daisy. Well, that one, but that was adapted. that That was adapted. But you have Crimes and Misdemeanors by Woody Allen. Do the Right Thing by Spike Lee. I love Do That. Sex, Lies, and Videotapes by Steven Soderbergh. And When Harry Met Sally by Nora Ephron. Like, oh my God, that's how did those this, last how did this three win? are much better. I feel like this was just because it was Robin Williams. Well, he lost to uh, to Daniel Day Lewis for my life. I understand, but I feel like because it, it's like one of those situations where it's like a Kathy Bates situation or a Glenn Coe situation where it's like. Yeah, this movie is the shit because of one person. But Richard Jewell, you're talking about Richard Jewell with Kathy yeah. Bates, but that only got one nomination. Though. True, but I still feel like the him, Robin Williams, just being in it himself, because this was what? 19, 1989. 1989. I feel like he was like still on a, like a hype and people were just kind of like, yeah, Robin Williams. Like everything he does is amazing. He did another thing where he's amazing, and we are misconstruing his amazingness for an entire movie's amazingness. There, I think there is a reason why people like this one. But like, right, let me get to, let me get through Shotgun's facts first. But also, really quick, when you read the summary, they make it such a big deal that Ethan Hawke is the brother of his I older didn't brother. Know that until I read it right now. No, no, but they say it so many times. I'm like, that led to nothing. Did I? You don't even see this person. That and like they don't even like say like oh like he was part of the dead like I was like there's no re- there's no reason why to talk about. He it so many also times. doesn't really have much of a presence in the entire movie until like the end. Like, yeah. I, when okay when I was reading the the synopsis I was like okay Todd Anderson which one was that 
that was, that was Ethan Hawke. Why is he at the top of the synopsis? That's and what, why is his brother? I I didn't remember that at all. And then Neil Perry, I, I he wanted to be an act. I was just oh okay. Well, actually, this is well. It's oh. fun. Okay, it's funny you say this because this was one of the things I wanted. To, one of the reviews that I read. Wait, hold on. Let me pull it up. Um, they literally said like, why the hype? She, they say one of the failures of the film is there is there's no main character. We follow the lives of prep school boys, which are interesting, but there's no one who viewers were led to particularly invest in. It's clear that Neil is pretty important, but there's not enough I in there's not enough I into his inner oh I into his inner self for viewers to make a significant investment. I think I also I, think a movie about white prep school boys. I I don't need it. Well, I mean now like it makes no one's like no one cares about that Jimmy but like back then back then that's not the problem I don't think that was the, the problem I think that's I mean, also might, that's also still not really the problem of this movie it might be a problem for some people sure but I I think this is one of the big I, I until reading it I didn't really fully understand why I was like not connecting and I was like there's no one to connect with really because you're like you don't know who the main character is no and I think it was supposed to be like Robin Williams and they might have retweaked the script but like there's like, who would you think? I I guess Neil, maybe? I thought that Ethan Hawke was supposed to be the main character. I thought the guy from House was supposed to be That's the main Neil. character. Okay. That's Neil, which I get he's a main character, but, like, there was so much. I know there was, like, a tweaking of the script. I know Mr. Keaton was supposed to be the main character, but I don't know if that's in your shotgun fact, so I'm not going to. No, you can it. say it because it's not. Well, originally, the script well, focused on his character. He... I don't know what you brought put in your shotgun facts. So, like, you Just know, the script was originally brought to Jeffrey Katzenberg at Disney. Mm-hmm. So, the original script was supposed to focus on Mr. Keating, and it's him inspiring these kids, but he also is suffering from cancer. So, it's, like, him with an illness, and then, you know, passing him. You know, it's supposed to be more of a mentorship yeah. type thing, but then they were like, nah, let's take that out. Because he was the one supposed to die. Yeah, he was supposed to die. Spoiler, by the way, for when we talk about it later. And they were like, eh, no. So then I feel like there was just no direction for this. And like they're like, it's a coming of age film. I'm like, coming of age of what? No, I, I agree. And I, I like I, they make you think that's the thing. They make you think it's Ethan Hawke because he starts the movie. They're all talking about his brother. They're all this and that. Then Neil kind of comes in, kind takes of st- over. takes over. But then you have Robin Williams, who you think maybe will like guide them through the movie and that's the main character and you have josh charles doing the thing with uh the girl that he likes and And i was like the other which was creepy and then the other guy who like kept that had like the red bolt on his chest like the kind of cocky guy yeah there is two i feel like they also i re-watching the little hour the hour that i missed i forgot i was like wait are they in they had too many people in dead poet society that i was like wait who's actually a part of it and who's just part of the class there's only like seven of them, I think. Because like everyone started, well, I guess the ending when they all started standing up, I thought that only the Dead Poet Society people were standing up. But then the whole class started to stand up, sort of. So I got confused there. But the, I, that that review, I was like, that's actually probably one of the biggest problems of the movie. Like the script had no point of view yeah, whatsoever. I, I just don't see what where the coming of age part was. This isn't what, this wasn't like, you know, a bunch of friends like banding, banding together or anything. And it's like, I don't know if anyone actually came to realize what they really want except Neil, but that obviously does not work out. So that's why I was just like, what am I watching? Well, I mean, like, that's also true. And now all I can think of is what Jimmy says. I just watched a bunch. I just watched a group of white privileged boys read poetry for two hours. 
Yes. Pretty much. And it was supposed to be about dance. What? They're supposed to dance. It was supposed to be called like a different Footloose? name. Oh, yeah. No, I, okay, to, yeah. I read that. But there, but dance Poet Society? No, it was supposed to be like a whole different name. Um, but it was also, someone also kind of said that, Kelly, where they, it kind of had no point. They were like, after all the hoopla, what really happens in this movie? One kid kills himself, a teacher loses his job, and the system remains the same. The film was moving when I was in high school, but later viewing made me feel as if I had if I had been had. This is but no standby. I, I also don't understand. Why did they blame him for his death? That made no sense. You know, it's privileged parents looking it made for no sense. looking for someone else to blame. The teacher told him to start themselves. the thing. Like they're saying that he the teacher did not him. tell him that he said don't do it. But the Wing. teacher encouraged him to live his life that he like the do what he wanted to do and he wanted to act. That's how they were. I feel so like, like they're going in subordination, essentially. There's yeah. also on Letterbox. I don't know, but a lot of these five star reviews. Say, oh, save it till the end. Oh, okay. I'm just, but it's part of the. Oh, okay. If it's part the, of it, okay. I thing. thought it was one of those ones where you just. There's read a very it. there's a gay undertone between um with with Neil and Todd. Yeah. Now, mm, which one's which, Todd? Oh, Ethan Hawke. To yes. be honest, yes, a little bit. I thought that he killed himself because he was gay, not I because of the acting. I think that... And I forgot that part went before I rewatched this, and I was like, oh my God, I just added in that in my brain. It had nothing to do with him being I gay. I think <laughs> the acting was supposed to be... A metaphor? A metaphor for him being gay. But they did a ter- terrible job with it. If that was the case. I thought that and I guess I inserted that myself. And that's why when I rewatched it, I was like, there's not even like a gay thing in it. It's just he's not allowed to act. No, I mean, that's me downplaying it. Obviously, there's more to it. You know, it's about suppression and expectations, whatever, and stuff like that. Like conformin- but it was just- Conformistism. What's the word? Conformistism, yes. No. <laughs> the, uh, conforming to society. Yeah. It's like, I get it, but I was like, I didn't feel like this was done in a very powerful manner. Well, that's the thing. The whole movie, I understand what they're trying to do. It just did not work. I also have never met parents like that, like narrow-minded, where it's like, you want to do school activities? No, you're going to Harvard. And it's like, but Harvard loves activities. Yeah, but I think that this was supposed to be like a like a very Christian, like almost like military school in a way. Like, so I can yeah, kind of... I get it, but it's also like to get into an Ivy League school, you have to do school activities. But they were they were learning Latin. So that's why that was yeah, but I was just like, what is happening? This is the opposite of like what like parents who like push children want. Yeah. Like they want you to do shit like that. So that's why I was just like, this is very backwards. So before we keep talking, I feel like we're going along. Let me do the shotgun facts first. We're going a little backwards. Number one, Liam Neeson, Dustin Hoffman, Mel Gibson, Bill Murray, Alec Baldwin, Mickey Rourke, and Tim Allen were supposed to play John Keating before Robin Williams were cast. Ooh, do you I, like any of those I choices? Do. They casted Liam Neeson, though. I well, I'm saying like, like they were supposed, like a lot, everyone was at one point either I do like Dustin Hoffman. He was my, I mean, Robin Williams, I think I liked him in this movie a lot. So like he would be my second choice, though, Dustin Hoffman. You know who would have been terrible? Alec Baldwin. Mickey Rourke. I feel like oh, he would have never given Mickey like Mickey Rourke. No, no, no. Back then, Mickey Rourke was a. It's a different kind of actor back then. Okay, maybe I'm thinking. What I'm thinking is, the like, wrestler. wrestler. Mickey Rourke. No, no, no. No, that was his comeback, bro. <laughs> no, I know, but I I haven't really watched Look any of his at, movies. Like you got to watch uh, Diner and all. Like he he was a good actor. Also, Tim Allen. I feel like wouldn't have fit this movie. No. Uh, number two, due to the huge popularity of the movie, there was a short movie sequel planned. 
With Todd Anderson following the footsteps of his mentor, this movie was canceled due to the unavailability of the original cast. They could have recast him because every other movie recast. I was going to say, like, this is the one movie where they're like, we can't get them. I'm so sorry. We can't get Ethan Hawke back. So we... But they knew he was going to be a star. And, um... And Josh Charles, he was like, I'm getting ready for The Good Wife. I can't. Yeah, because like, that was right around the same time. <laughs> I have 20 more years to prepare for this role. I wonder if it would have, if this, if the sequel came out, people would have been more like, this movie is not good after watching the sequel. I feel like this is just, it's like, it wasn't a horror movie. So it's one of those movies where it's like, we know for a fact, first of all, that would have never worked anyways, a sequel. But just yeah. being like, I think they were just kind of like, we know for a fact that this definitely won't work no matter what, even a 0.1% chance without the original yeah. cast. And number three, another reason that this movie was so successful, that this is the 10th highest grossing film in, of that year in the U.S. and the fifth highest overseas. It surpassed two other blockbusters Disney released, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and The Little Mermaid. Those are so much better than this But movie. what I'm saying, that when I saw that, I was like, this made more money than The Little Mermaid. And The Little Mermaid was not like one of those things where like people watched it later on and was like, this is good. People loved it, The Little Mermaid, when it came out. So that's why I'm like, this movie was so popular, I don't understand why. Even with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. I love Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And it was yeah. released in the summer. I'm just, that I'm confused. That's my shotgun facts. Be confused with us as we take a break. What's up? I'm Jess. And I'm Shauna. And we're the hosts of Cheers to Beers. A beer podcast run by two beer professionals. We're certified Cicerones, craft beer judges, and founders of Seattle Beer School. We interview brewers. Basically, it was kind of like drinking sherry. <laughs> yeah, at that point. But like, I don't know, sherry's pretty good though. <laughs> and after your freaking 20 Orvals in, you're yeah, like, like who, care, who cares at this point? <laughs> Artists who work for breweries. It was literally like Mirror Pond, <laughs> Lou Pepe Creek. There was like no middle ground. That's great. Bartenders, management, and everyone in between. We're not German. Well, Wait, what is it? Your last name? My last name is Keller, so I guess I, I have some <laughs> German blood in me. <laughs> but Keller beer, it's your beer. It is my beer. And sometimes it's just us waxing poetic. More like unable to shut up. About everything beer. How far do you think you could throw a pumpkin? Mm. Like, I'm talking like a jack-o'-lantern size. <laughs> I don't know, 40 feet? Is that, 40 feet? <laughs> is that far? Yes. That's okay. <laughs> you're some sort of monster. Want to learn more about craft beer in all its glory? Or maybe you're new to beer and want a comfortable place to learn more. We got you. Catch us every other Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Cheers. Cheers. And we're back. Number 205. I forgot the mood. Dead oh. Poets Society. <laughs> I, was, Poets. I don't know what I was going to say. Uh, Dead Poets Society. I feel like, wasn't this like kind of a time period where coming of age movies were just kind of like the in thing to do at the time i can see this movie i can i can see the people in 1989 loving this movie it's just like i feel like as an outsider looking in now watching it like for the first time i don't get it i think it's just it's a movie that has not aged well at all i think it may have probably just appealed more to the crowd in 1989 and again, I think like coming of age movies were kind of the in thing during that time. Like right now, we're just getting out of like a superhero era where that's the in thing right now. And I just feel like during that time, a lot of it was coming of age type movies. But also, I mean, a lot of reviews, like almost all the reviews, even if they say they changed their mind later, they said when they watched this as a kid, 
they related to it so much. Like, it was inspirational. One said, like, every school should have a teacher like Mr. Keaton. He's inspirational and teaches young men to think for themselves and look and look at life differently. I'd be a teacher. Uh, if I had a teacher like that, I might have done better in school. Um, someone says, like, Dead Poet Society is not just a movie. It's 128 minutes of pure magic. And by the time the story reaches its end, you will end up learning something really important. Seize the day because the day doesn't stand still. I think people really connected with the message. No, and but that's I, why people love it. Yeah, but I think it connected more with the audience back then. Back then. 100%. We're talking about this movie takes place in the 1950s. Yeah. So people who are watching this movie in their 20s, 30s, or whatever, are in that era, and it's a lot more relatable during, for them. So it fits that time period, and I understand why people back then liked it. It just does not age well now. So people who watch it now are definitely going to think along the lines of us, where we're just kind of like, what the fuck? Like the whole storyline with Josh, what's his name? Josh Charles with uh, the girl that he yeah. liked. Uh, like I, I, that was gross. I missed the part that was the grossest. I didn't. I missed the whole party where like he tries to kiss her while she's sleeping. Like I was the, like, the whole, oh, what's yeah, going on? Here? Like the whole thing was gross. To be quite honest, like I get it. Like love at first sight, and I did get the whole thing when you're calling up your crush and yeah. stuff like that. But like generally, it was gross, and I was just like. Mm, this definitely won't work now because the whole thing I was thinking, I was like, please just kiss her on the forehead. <laughs> Whatever you're going to do, please just kiss her on the forehead. And then her being like, no, it's fine. I'm like, fucking no. <laughs> like, that's not fine. Like, you, like right now, if anyone in a movie theater saw that, everyone would say gross. Yeah. Like, no. But it's funny because, I mean, not all of them, but some of the reviews, like they kind of like had a little thing on underneath saying like after a rewatch. It, like the one I read before, like it kind of changed his perspective. But like I kind of I understand because watching it first, I was like, oh, I can see like I can see like how people can really connect at first before like nothing happened. And then like I was like, I, OK, I lost interest because there's like coming of age movies now like that are set more in the time period that like we were around that I'm like, oh, like that just resonates with me. Even if it's not the best movie, it hits you in a different way, in, like a different level. Well, there's I feel like movies now that do coming of age, especially time period ones. There's more of a level of realism to this. Yeah. I mean, look, I obviously am not a white boy from the 1950s who went to an extremely strict Catholic school such as that. So, like, maybe that's how it was. Yeah. But, like, I I would never be able to relate to this movie at all. Did you relate at all, Jimmy? Like, get any ounce of anything? No. I was just curious. I was just curious. You're acting like he insulted you. Yeah. No, I'm just asking in general. Like, just, I was curious if anything hit a chord with you. That's all I was saying. I wasn't saying, like, if you say yes, you're stupid. No. Okay. I don't know if I'm overtly cynical right now because I also just watched Tar. You know what the thing is? Is because even though Robin Williams' character was great and amazing, the way he spoke reminds me of Lydia Tar right now. And I'm just like, ugh, I hate people who just talk about things that I don't fucking know. Like, I don't, why would I know this 18th century poem writer guy? I don't know this shit. And you're talking to me like, I know it. But that's also another thing. Like, these kids, I guess maybe because they went, they're going to such an uppity private Catholic school, mm-hmm. maybe they know him. But he's like throwing out these names and I'm just like, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I totally feel that. And like, I'm like, what? And also, like, when he's doing that thing where he's like, look at this picture, and I'm going to whisper, Carpe diem. When he's doing that, I was like, that's weird, and I would laugh. Now, wait, they were agreeing in the very beginning of the, when they first meet him, and, like, he's telling all these people? 
Like they were having all... like a, a a very educational conversation. I would have just sat there like being like, "What the fuck is going on?" I was, yeah, I, I was like, "What?" I don't know any of these people. I don't know this person. Like, is this person alive or dead? What do they do? I don't know. It's the shock and mystery. And you don't know. He's like bringing it up and like it's having such a profound impact on them. And I'm like, who, do you even know who he's talking about? Well, that's someone said like literally like th- there's no na- like there's no any rem- like there's no course of path that they would just like love Robin Williams that much. Like after the first class, they yeah. were like, yes. And like everyone's like, OK, I get like a month in. And that's when he starts to tell you. No, I've had society? teachers that are kind of like that where really? I, we've loved from the first class. But that's yeah. because I guess for them, someone like Robin Williams was like, I've had a professor before who the first day of class was just like, all right, we're going to go over the syllabus. And that's it, because we all know the first day is a fucking wash. And he's just like, and that's what we're going to do, guys. That's what. Let's read it and peace out. And he did that. But he was like that during the entire semester. And he basically talked to us like his peers mm-hmm. like it was a class where like we were learning how to do like midi- like um mediation and stuff this is law school stuff mm-hmm. and he was just so chill he'd be like no why the fuck would you give money for that obviously this person like ran into you like yeah. why would you agree to pay for that no fuck that guys and it was just like you loved him immediately like i get that but like i would never love robin williams character immediately because i'd be like He's a quirky dude. That's all that would go through no. my head. At. And I, I, that I that's why I think I liked Robin Williams. Like that's why he was the standout for this movie was because like I've had teachers that are very fun like that. And I'm like those are very important teachers. And, like you need teachers like that. So I just was like, and he did such a great job where I just thought, like I liked the character and I liked him playing. Like he did a good yeah. job with the character. How do you not like Robin Williams? Now we're gonna come to this. You mentioned it earlier. Um, because he's literally playing the same character in uh, Goodwill Hunting, but twenty times better. Yeah, he is. You know, the thing is, I don't think it's that Jimmy doesn't like Robin Williams. It's just this movie has like no impact at all. Like I literally it's just saw like it. I, 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 when I watched this, I was like, he's like barely in the film. He doesn't do much. Would you say he still is the best part of the film? I mean, what did you like more in the film? Than Robin Williams. I guess so. He was the best part, but I mean. That's not saying much. I like the credits. That's not saying much. No, that's, but I, I agree with you that he's much better in Goodwill Hunting. I'm just saying, like, it, yes, there's similarities. I just thought, like, it was maybe because of the whole teacher aspect. I just, like, liked that character and I thought he played it very well. And it's reminded me how good of an actor he was. And that's, it was just that was going through my mind watching it because I forget how, like, really good he was. I just was shocked when you said, like, he wasn't good. Like, to say that he like, wasn't I, the best part. I don't part. think he should have been nominated for an Oscar for this. Really? Film. No. See, I, I think that's the only one I agree with. Do you agree with that or no? No, I agree he should have been a, a nominated for an Oscar, but I see where Jimmy's point of view is from because in such a not astounding movie to us, he is the best part, but I can't say that he's like outstanding. Like It's he, not his best role ever. It's not. It's which not I agree even, with. Yeah, it, I'm not. Yeah, not even that. But it's like, yeah, he's the best part. But that's best part of a movie that's not really giving me anything like his character and acting great nomination. Yeah, sure. Like, I'm down with it. I have mm-hmm. no problems with it. But I'm also just like, but he really didn't like elevate the film. He elevated into like, OK, I like Robin Williams. But other than that, nah. 
Uh, maybe you're right. Okay, maybe that's how, maybe I'm liking it for the Robin Williams aspect. I did like the character, but like because of him, but, I don't yeah. know if I would like it the character as much if it wasn't him. exactly because of him. I like the character, but again, he himself alone does not elevate this movie in any way. So let me. I have a question because um, I didn't realize until I wrote or read something looking up stuff about the movie that this took place in the fifties. Did they ever say it was the fifties? Yes. Okay, I must have missed that part because I was like, I can tell it was not the 80s when it came out but i was just like are they gonna is it just like alluding because like some things look like the some things yeah I looked think modern some, something about the 50s okay i just well, i was like they might have like a like class of welcome class of like 1953 or something like okay because the whole movie i was like i see the cars but then like some things were like not like not as timely and i was like i'm a little confused um anyway you can now read your reviews that you had because um, I knew you're probably really excited for bad ones. Uh, half a star, dead for a reason. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Another half a star. Why is there a society for dead old white people? Uh, someone wrote, "I do not like Andrew Garfield." <laughs> First of all, <laughs> wait, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't Get know what here. that has to do with anything, Wizard Car. But I, why do I feel like that review? Is on every movie. <laughs> Someone went into <laughs> every movie. Like I don't like Andrew Garfield. Garfield. And also, fuck you, because Andrew um, Garfield's great. Only watched, this is another half a star. Only okay. watched one hour, and I absolutely hated this movie. It was so boring and predictable, and why the fuck was Homie so interested in a dead poet cave? And no, you, and no you're not like 13 and gay. Wait, <laughs> what? wait, can you repeat that? Only watched an hour, and I absolutely hated this movie. It was so boring and predictable. And why the fuck was homie so interested in a dead poet cave? Like, no, you're not like 13 and gay. <laughs> so I guess people picked up on the... The director succeeded and created the whitest movie ever. <laughs> no, that's... I have a star. Are they gay? Though, <laughs> are they? I guess more people than I thought picked up on the, the gay metaphor I that I did not pick up I on. Thought, I was like, oh, I guess I inserted that. And I was like, there's a reason why I thought that for the longest time. Do you think this is the whitest movie? No. Okay, I was going to say, I, don't th- I, I can't think White of it. Chicks is the whitest movie. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> I love that movie. I'm sorry, Jimmy's holding his breath to read this. Every time a teacher plays this in class, a student loses their will to live. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> just, for, just for devil's advocate, read a, read a five-star review. I have never... Like a short one. I have never seen this in school, and I'm just like, I'm so happy that instead of showing me this, I watched, like, fucking Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor. (laughs) That Um, was better. I never saw this in school. Well, hey, a review. This is from Be Your December. I love every character. I love every characters on this movie. The poets are amazing, and the Dead Poets Society is so cool. I like the way everyone did outside of the box and I cried so, so much at the end. I just hope that Neil will be fine and can do anything that he wanted to in heaven. Did a four-year-old write this? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like a 12-year-old girl wrote this. That's what I'm saying. People really connect to it. A lot I'm of like, you know what? Beautiful. I loved it. I'm crying. I'm broken. This film has my whole heart. Um, Interesting. I, I cried think- my eyes out for this and felt depressed for a few days. Everything in this movie is beautiful. Chef's kiss. Everything about this movie is perfect. I what think friend hell? of the podcast Hannah Blackwell likes this movie. I, I if she's listening, can, when she when can she listens, ask Hannah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give her a message right from here, Hannah. When you're listening to our episode, please text me and say if you like Dead Poets Society or not. And if you don't text us, we know you're not listening. 
No, because she'll no, because she'll she texts me certain things where she's like, "Oh, I see you're doing this one next week." Uh, she got one of your clues. She got the Kill Bill one. Because my clues are amazing. Because I also played the whistling sound at the end of the episode. <laughs> God damn it! I, before we move on, did you like the ending? Did you? Th- I think that I I did what enjoy the it. Where they all sit on the desks and say like, "Oh, Captain, my captain." No, that was stupid. I kind of like the ending. That was stupid. Was it just me? Did you like it? I didn't that care for so it at all. Okay, it was just me. Anyway, we're moving on. I was, I was like, just w- like, that's dangerous. And you're defacing like, what school if, property. What if someone falls? Yeah, what if someone falls? Then they're going to sue the school again. And they're going to blame Robin Williams somehow. They got rich white parents, so they're going to blame. They're going to sue the school. Okay, we're moving on to win, lose. <laughs> I have some fun news today for you. Oh my god! It's not the normal game. We're testing something out. Okay, different. Okay, is this gonna be a true false? No. Okay. Okay. So here is your buzzer, Kelly. Are you gonna play clips of the movie? No. Can you please hand this to Jimmy? Are you gonna sing it to us? <laughs> I have been changed. Wait, um, hold on. Can we pause? What is that from? Wicked. Wicked. Okay, good. That's. I was just like, I know it's from a play, but I can't <laughs> remember the play. So. And then I kept thinking of Frozen. I'm like, it is not Frozen. <laughs> I saw, um, I want to try and like play with the concept of our games because I saw some fun ones on TikTok uh, that people have. So. You don't uh, think ours are fun? Well, no, I want to like mix it. We can play this one. We can always go when someone has their hosting abilities of the day of the episode, they can choose that one. Is this going to get violent? No. So I am going to, I'm going, you have to name this Robin Williams movie based on its cast. So once you understand, I'm going to just read. I, I understand. The, no, I no, understand. What but I'm you're saying once you don't scream it out because that I know you don't understand that part because you'll probably scream it out. Buzz it. Buzz it. And then you can guess. Buzz it. Okay. So Jimmy, but I can buzz it any time. You can buzz it any time. Okay. Uh, this can you put by your microphone and show everyone your mic or your buzz? It? Can you show everyone, everyone your mic? Here's my mic. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's silver. Kelly, can you show your mic? Okay. So I kind of put it in order not to give it two away. So hopefully this this works out. Oh my god, I don't think I'm gonna get it. Okay, ready? Halle Berry, Jennifer Coolidge, Paul Giamatti, Natasha Leone, Daniel Tucci, Daniel Tucci. Oh, <laughs> Stanley Tucci, Ewan McGregor, Diane Weist, Greg Kinnear, James Earl Jones, Amanda Bynes. Oh, Jimmy. Big fat liar. No. no. Drew Carey, Mel Brooks. That's all I have. Robin Williams. Are, are you all these people in a movie? Amanda they are. Bynes. Yeah. Is this an actual movie? It is. From it's, what year? I don't know. 2006. 2006? Or something. It's an animated movie. Because I ran out of people. I can go actually to the IMDb. No, oh. no, no. Kelly. Robots. Yes. <laughs> I thought Amanda Bynes was going to get you for some reason. I was like, oh, because like what other movies? I do remember Amanda Bynes. But Paul you, Giamatti you, and Amanda Bynes. I thought Big Fat Liar. But I, I thought that too. And I was like, well, he got it. And I was like, wait, no, Robin Williams <laughs> is not in Big Fat Liar. But it's like he could have been because that's a movie about movies. He could have been. Yes. But when you said animated and you said Amanda Bynes, then I remembered um, Robots. Because Robots uses a Britney song, and that's the only yes. reason why I went to go see it in theaters when I was younger. And that's the only reason why I bootlegged it, because I wanted to see him dance to the Britney song. <laughs> Another, I almost did a, a Night at the Museum movie that had like a bunch of random people. So, I don't know, I kind of like this idea. But oh, anyway. I would have been able to get that. I love those movies. Yes. I mean, that was really fun, but, but I really wish the, you had done more. Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot about the shot. Jimmy, why would you say shot. that? You have to take that. I know, but I thought there was going to be more. But we have some great news also. We're trying a new kinky shot 
Founded at the liquor store. It's Kinky Ruby. A, a bright fusion of grapefruit, kiwi, and elderflower. You're going to hate that. Jimmy, okay, here you go. Elderflower. Probably allergic. I, you, I don't know why you reminded me because I totally forgot. I, that's why I was like, he... I was like, he's going to have to do it, and he hates these kinky Please describe shots. it to us when you drink it. Are you wearing hashtag kinky for okay, all no. of those things? It, um, <laughs> to be honest, it smells like soap. Okay. But it's smooth. Okay, so finish it. Ooh. He's oh. like running his mouth. His Is it tart with a grapefruit? It's got a little tart at the end. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, he actually um, likes it. Wow, okay. Oh, Wait. Okay, I'm done. I was like, your face. <laughs> you're like the girl from uh, the, the one where it's like, ooh, it's good. Mm, no. It it actually tastes like a mixed drink rather than like pure alcohol. Like a, like a strawberry um, daiquiri. I know why it smells like so. Probably the elderflower. Yes. Yeah. So solved it. Um. Anyway, MVP, LVP. Uh, Jimmy, what's your most valuable player? Probably Robin Williams. <laughs> you could have said the credits. <laughs> no. And you're not changing. Okay, Kelly. I I can't say anything other than Robin Williams. Mine is Robin Williams as well. Jimmy, your least valuable player, your LVP. The script, Kelly. Everyone else. <laughs> I was going to say the script to the directing. So, yes. Um, I was hoping we were all going to have the same MVP and LVP, but Aww. we did not. Sorry. That's all right. Now, finally, time for ratings. I will give this a, pretty much solely for Robin Williams, a six. Kelly? I'm going to give it a five. I'm going to give it a four. <laughs> Definitely. Five. <laughs> it's a five out of ten and... We're so close to the IMDb rating of 8.1. <laughs> um, Jimmy, as we say goodbye, please. Is this please. the lowest rating no. oh. from a top 250? Hold on. Am I, it's either that or Usual Suspects. I have it right here. Hold oh, on. Yeah, I didn't like that movie either. Um, so this we is have <laughs> entered our lowest rating yet. Jimmy, as we say goodbye, please uh, grace everyone with your three clues for next week. Okay. So clue You have them? One. I do have them. Okay. Clue number one. It takes place in a mental asylum. Okay. Clue number two. It is considered to have the fifth best villain of all time, according to AFI's top 50 villains. Okay. And number three. It stars a lot of... Oh, it's it stars uh, Chucky. The voice of Chucky or Just the Chucky. doll? Just Chucky. That's all you gotta get is Chucky. Not gonna get anything else out of you? Nope. Okay. So now this could be a child's play movie or this could be something else. We don't know. Well, I mean, you have to come back and find I've, out. I've never seen it. So actually, I can't to even be honest, all of, of all of my clues could lead to a child's play movie or something else. But do you think that child's play is as high as this movie is on the IMD Top 250? Yes. You think people would think that? Well, not though. Not, I, don't, I don't like the Chucky movie I'm thinking of. That is number 205, Dead Poet Society. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for those beautiful clues that Jimmy just gave. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts and we want to hear what you think. So leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media at Pop Review. Click around www.poporreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan Cast episode.